This is Crime Connections, and we're your hosts. I'm Jackie. And I'm Sarah. Last week, we talked about the missing case of Gabby Petito. So we're finishing up in this episode. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly recommend going and checking that out first because it really might not make sense if you listen to just this episode. Absolutely. Where we left off is on September 19th, a body was found due to a tip that a YouTube family turned into the police. It was a video of get what they thought was Gabby and Brian's van. About 40 miles from where that was located, they found Gabby's body. Mm-hmm. At this time, they have not confirmed whether it was Gabby or not, but they're pretty dang sure because, like I said in the last episode, she had some tattoos that were very, very distinctive. Yes, like if you would know if it was her or not. Then again, we don't know how long she's been out there. There's animals, there's wildlife. Yeah, and there's naturally when a body is deceased, it does decay. So we don't know what evidence was destroyed, kept, whatever. Yeah, so they're making sure they're not confirming, but they're saying they're pretty sure. So then the next day on September 20th, police and FBI agents armed with a search warrant swarmed the Florida home Brian Laundrie shared with his parents. The FBI escorted the Laundries out of their home into a waiting van in their driveway at 10 a.m., They were in the car for about 10 minutes before going back inside. Investigators were inside the home with the family all day. Around 2.30, they towed Brian's silver Mustang from the driveway. They also removed evidence boxes. The search warrant indicated they were looking for Laundry's computer. On September 21st, an autopsy confirmed the body found in Wyoming was Gabby Petito, as the manhunt for Brian Laundry continues in Florida. Teton County Coroner Dr. Brent Blue's initial determination is that Petito's death was a homicide. The cause of death remains pending final autopsy results. Investigators returned to the Carlton Reserve in Florida to search for Brian on Tuesday, and he still remains at large. On September 22nd, Northport Police spokesperson Joshua Taylor says the search resumed around 8 a.m. Wednesday at the 25,000-acre Wilderness Park. Investigators say Brian Laundrie's parents told them he had gone there after returning home without Petito on September 1st. A dive team joined the search, which includes thousands of acres of forbidding swampy subtropical terrain with alligators, snakes, turkeys, deer, and other wild creatures. There are more than a hundred miles of hiking and horseback riding trails. On September 23rd, Brian's parents leave in a truck and return with the Mustang and then leave again followed by police. The laundries drive to Orlando and return home and supposedly police said they had followed them there and back. Also on September 23rd, the U.S. District Court of Wyoming issued the warrant and indictment on Wednesday related to Brian's unauthorized use of a Capital One debit card and PIN code with intent to defraud between August 30th and September 1st in Wyoming and elsewhere with a value of $1,000 or more, which means he used Gabby's debit card after she died. Okay, so yeah, and you're going to act like you didn't do it. You took her car, you took her phone, you took her money and then you used all of it so either you're just the crappiest person ever and you stranded her with no way to get out of there Mm -hmm. or you did it yeah exactly and meanwhile a fifth day of searching at the carlton reserve in florida yielded no results in the manhunt for brian 
On September 25th, as the search for Brian Laundrie stretches into its second week, two separate rewards totaling to $30,000 have been offered to anyone who can provide law enforcement officials with Brian's whereabouts. On September 27th, the parents of Brian Laundrie say they do not know where their son is and hope the FBI can locate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The statement from their attorney came as the FBI said Monday they will dial down the large-scale search efforts for Gabby Petito's fiancé as the manhunt enters into its second week. Authorities collected personal items from the laundry home in Florida in hopes they can use DNA samples to help solve the case. September 29th, Gabby Petito's family held an emotional press conference as the FBI manhunt continues for her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. On September 30th, FBI agents returned to the Laundry family home on Thursday. They were seen looking at the camper in the driveway and going into the home, according to the reporters on the scene. The attorney for the Laundry family says the FBI is collecting some personal items belonging to Brian that will assist the canines in their search for Brian. According to the attorney at the time, there is nothing more to this other than that. On October 1st is when the new body camera video was released for the second officer responding to the 911 call from the domestic dispute in Utah. Okay. So this is when that second video officially is released. And it kind of shows like a different perspective a little bit. And it shows because like in the first video, it never talks about her bruises and her scratches. It just only talks about what she did to him. Mm -hmm. And in this video, it shows Gabby's bruises on her body. And the officer even questions her and while she was sitting in the vehicle. And in the first video, none of that was in that, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's not the same person. So then on October 5th, Brian Laundry's sister, Cassie, spoke out exclusively to ABC News in the wake of her brother's disappearance following the death of his fiance Gabby Petito. Casey says that she last saw her brother at a Florida campsite with her family days before he was reported missing. She said that she had no idea anything was amiss and didn't realize at the time that he had returned home from the road trip without Gabby. She had said, I really wish he had come to me the first day with the van because I don't think we'd be here. She said, I worry about him and I hope he is okay and then I'm angry and I don't know what to think. She pleaded with him to come forward. She also said, I would tell my brother to just come forward and get us out of this horrible mess. So then on October 7th, Brian Laundrie's father joins the search for his son in connection with the Gabby Petito case. Law enforcement wants Chris Laundrie to direct them within the Carlton Reserve to a spot where he claims Brian might be hiding. On October 12th, the autopsy results of Gabby Petito was announced at a press conference and the coroner said that she died by strangulation. He said her estimated time of death is believed to be three to four weeks from the time her body was found, which would mean she was found on September 20th. Mm -hmm. So three to four weeks prior to that is what? So that would be anywhere between August 23rd to the 30th. He's thinking it was sometime before around then which she was reported alive during the 27th yeah so i'm assuming it's probably the 29th through the 31st Mm -hmm. is when she actually was um killed yeah because also he didn't he come home like right around the 30th or something like that he came home on the first so okay so he would have had to have killed her like two days before that because he would have done that and then straight like went straight home Mm -hmm. after that exactly 
On October 20th, the medical examiner's office in Sarasota was called to the preserve where the search for Brian Laundrie is underway. Brian Laundrie's parents, along with the FBI and local authorities, found some items belonging to Brian off a trail that he frequented. Investigators have recovered what appears to be human remains at the Carlton Reserve near a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian Laundrie. The FBI confirmed the new details at a briefing in Florida on Wednesday. They had said earlier today, investigators found what appears to be human remains as well as personal items, such as a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian Laundrie. These items were found in an area that up until recently had been underwater. FBI special agent in charge, Michael McPherson said. On October 21st, dental records proved that the remains found in the reserve are those of Gabby Petito's fiance, Brian Laundrie, according to the FBI. Laundrie family attorney Stephen released the following statement. Chris and Roberta Laundrie have been informed that the remains found yesterday in the reserve are indeed Brian's. We have no further comment at this time, and we ask that you respect the Laundrie's privacy at this time. This brings a close to a massive five-week search for the man sought as the person of interest in Gabby's murder. Okay, so can I just, like, hop on and just say some things really quick? Okay, so I want to know... Okay, so the FBI is like the big guys. You bring in the FBI anytime the local police can't figure something out. Or need help or assistance. Yes. So you are telling me the FBI's search dogs and an entire police force and volunteers searching a nature reserve can't find Brian Laundrie? And then the day that his parents decide to finally help, boom, he's found. Yes. So there is a lot of talk online saying that they, there's a lot of talk period on something that's fishy because like you said, you have a five week search of this kid Mm -hmm. and no one's able to find him. Mm -hmm. Not one single person. And yet his parents go out in 30, 30 minutes. It took 30 minutes for them to find him. Yeah. I smell a fish. I don't know about you, (laughs) Um, but here is my other take on this, and I have discussed this with some other people, and your dental records are not put into a database. So your dental records, they identify who you are based on what your dentist says belongs to you. Yeah. So who's to say, and I'm not saying this is fact, this is my own personal little conspiracy theorist. I'm putting my tinfoil hat on. Who's to say his parents aren't friends with someone that works at that dental office or the dentist himself or herself, and they swap the records. And someone out there was murdered, and it's supposed to look like Brian Laundrie. Because, and why are you only finding a piece, you know? Mm-hmm. I know that there's animals out there, alligators, snakes, rodents. Well, they, they, it was reported because national news and local news report two different things. Mm-hmm. The local news reported that there was a lot of bite marks and um, a lot of wear and tear on the bones Okay, found. Also, though, it was underwater. Okay. For I don't, I'm wondering how long was that underwater because they say until recently that it was underwater. So wouldn't he have been intact a while back if he had been underwater? Like for so long? T- I don't know. It's just it's weird to me because typically when people are underwater, which we've come across, their body is 
like the it decom- preserves them a yeah. little bit more but with alligators and things like that that can totally change it for sure but i i have never personally met an alligator but i don't know too many alligators that are like i'm gonna go get this man i'm gonna drag him back under the water and kill him but let me grab his backpack as well like yeah i don't know in his notebook and his he was like oh shoot unless it was on him like he was wearing the backpack that could be a possibility i mean maybe but i'm just thinking in my head Okay, yes, his parents probably do know the spots he likes to camp. That is probably very much valid. Um, The only problem with all of this to me is, one, you've been silent this whole time. So what I'm thinking is maybe he stopped contact with his parents, which made them think, holy crap, is something wrong with my beloved Brian? Mm -hmm. And so then they're like, well, we better start helping because something, he's not contacting us anymore. And I know before anyone found anything about brian's body me and you had talked multiple times like i 100 percent believe his parents have helped him escape somehow i think he either went by water and he went somewhere else into you know international waters Mm -hmm. because he was well something to discuss so when earlier when i said they had gone camping so on september 1st his family without brian were supposed to go camping brian comes into town he doesn't have gabby but he has gabby's van he may or may not be telling them what's going on his family cancels their camping trip from the first to the third Mm -hmm. they reschedule their camping trip from the sixth to the eighth or yeah the sixth to the eighth and so then his family goes camping with brian Mm -hmm. and like i said his sister was there too Mm -hmm. okay like it was a big family camping trip right right right. and a person who is also camping there has video slash photos of brian walking around and he was walking into the woods and coming out walking into the woods and coming out so maybe they were scoping out the area they were scoping they were hiding things possibly is what people are thinking like he's hiding a backpack with food supplies for him to go later on do something Mm -hmm. then if you look at northport florida you are by the shore like, you're so close to islands, you could kayak to them. Right. Okay. And so a lot of people were then talking about, did he go to this campsite? Did someone drive him there, drop him off? He went and picked up his supplies that he left a few days prior. And then did he go kayak to, you know, wherever? Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, go into national waters and then we'll never see him again. Right. That's where our heads were when we were texting about it throughout the case. Then his parents, because, like... It just was weird. His parents seemed like they were directing away from certain things. And I, I just don't believe that his parents didn't know. No, I I don't either. And on one side, you've got to think, okay, this is my kid. And I don't want my kid to go to jail for something. Especially, you know, tempers get hot. They might have gotten in a physical altercation. Mm-hmm. And it just went too far. And again, there, there's no excuse either way. But for his parents to be like, well, I don't want to lose my kid too. But at the same time... I 100% believe that they knew way more than they were letting on. The fact that they had been so silent, they're not helping in any way. You know, I just believe that they did something. And I think that his parents are going to be charged. I, I think, like, I would I would like to think that they're going to I would have some so, sort of repercussions. Honest. Yeah, because they impeded the case. Like, and they did it, and they knew. Like, your son is engaged to this girl. You usually she lived with you and she lived with you you have to have had some sort of spot in your heart for this girl because you knew her on a deeper level than like you know most people yeah you never lived with your fiance's parents but if you did i guarantee you you'd be bonded to them even more Mm -hmm. so it's this it's very 
unsettling for me to believe that his family just had zero regard for her or her family. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest, I think that either it truly is him out there and they only helped because they thought something was wrong or they planted the evidence and they made it seem, you know, way worse than like they made it seem like it was him and he's still out there hiding somewhere. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, the worst part is because you'll never know the truth because the two people that do are dead. Well, my thing is, okay, how are there just bones? You know, he Mm -hmm. hadn't been out there that long. Gabby was in the national parks and she was buried and they knew it was her pretty much right away just by looking at her. Yeah. So how is it there's only bone fragments of Brian left out there? That's what's making me think, is there something, is there something bigger here? Because it's just very fishy. For sure. And I think a lot of people, I mean, of course everyone's talking about it, but I think that I'm not the only one that feels that his parents either planted something or they knew entirely where he was the whole time and Mm -hmm. they got nervous because he wasn't contacting them anymore. Yep. We, really quickly to rewind even further, but Gabby's body was found and she was strangled. Right. Proving that she was killed. Right. You know, so at that point, you you can't even really say, my son did this. was an accident. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but like if you're being strangled, it's really not an accident. Well, and when you strangle someone, it usually like don't quote me on this, but it usually takes between five to ten minutes for that person to fully die. So let let me look that up. I want to know now that you said that. I know, I know it's a thing because my dad always said like if you're gonna strangle someone, it's a lot harder than what you think it would be. No matter what size of person it is doing it to the other person. What would I type in? How long does it take to strangle someone? You're going to be flagged. (laughs) Did you find it? Okay. So, it can take less than 10 seconds for a person to lose consciousness as a result of strangulation. And death can occur in just under five minutes, according to the Training Institute of Strangulation Prevention. Nearly four in five victims of strangulation are strangled manually with hands. So, depending on how strong... I mean, there's a lot of variations that go into that. Absolutely. So... Depending on whether he started choking her and she loses consciousness, so he lets go and she possibly could wake up and then he does it again because he's like, oh crap, no, she's not dead. I mean, there's like a million things that could have happened. But you know what? That's the thing for me. Okay, so say she does pass out within those 10 seconds, okay? He had another four minutes and 50 seconds to... Take to, it, to change his mind. To change his mind, for Because sure. guess what? At the end of the day, yeah, you might get in trouble if that person p- presses charges against you for attempting to kill them. Mm-hmm. But I would rather, if I'm a person doing this, I would rather go to jail for attempted murder than going to jail for murder and then have to have an entire nationwide manhunt against mm-hmm. me and then do all these other things. You know, it, it's simple in my mind because I don't think like someone that like wants to actually kill someone and yeah. kill someone. But he did. He had at minimum four minutes to change his mind. He mm-hmm. could have stopped, and he didn't. And that's a long time. Four minutes while you're killing someone is a long time. Yeah, I to think of something else, like to think of changing your mind. Well, and that's the thing. And if anyone thinks, oh, four minutes isn't that long, okay, go run on the treadmill for four minutes. And I guarantee you it's going to feel like a very long time. And it's going to feel like a very long time when you're supposed to love this person and your hands are wrapped around their neck, removing their ability to bring in any oxygen. Mm -hmm. So at that point, his parents could have just been like, holy cow, maybe my son is not this innocent person and maybe the story he was telling me isn't true. Or either way, you're still aiding and abetting a criminal he's a criminal at one Mm -hmm. point he was your kid and now he's a criminal yeah it's not the same anymore you need to 
take some empathy. Do what's right. I mean, geez, yeah. come forward and tell what is going on and where he is. And it, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's just, I feel like no one ever is going to be satisfied with what happened in because this story. Because now there's no justice because he, there's a good, good chance. I mean, they may never come out and say that Brian Laundrie killed Gabby Petito, mm-hmm. but there is a very, very good chance that he was the one and now her parents don't get to have the closure that they want because if this was my daughter i want your ass to rot well and you want to know the truth you want to know what happened and yeah the you, story's dead yeah you don't know what led up to it i want to know every single detail yeah. up until that point and then i want to know why you did what you did after the fact versus just you know turning yourself in for god's sake or i mean like lying like saying oh my god i haven't seen her like where'd she go what happened blah blah I just, like, that's what I don't understand. Why would you just come home and not say anything? Like, I get it and I don't at the same time. I mean, when I slipped up and said Lion instead of Brian, well, we just call him Lion Brian, okay? <laughs> that's, that's, we can hashtag that because you are, you are a liar and you, you hurt someone that you were supposed to love and take care of. As mm-hmm. a man, the moment you are in a relationship with a woman and you pursue an engagement upon them, you have a... Like, you have a responsibility to take care of that woman. I don't care. Maybe I was raised differently. Or maybe I have different beliefs. But he had a right to protect her and save her. He didn't have the right to be the person that hurt her and didn't protect her. When you're in a relationship, period, you are committing to the person to love and protect them, no matter who you are. And he is totally... He didn't. He did not do that. You're not a man. He did if not you do that. Raise your hand to a woman. If you hurt a woman, you are not a man in my mind. You are a child, and I'm sorry. You can think I'm mean. I like I said in multiple cases with my beliefs. I don't care if you think I'm mean, but he's <laughs> not a man. And to be completely honest, if you know anything ever comes out that Brian Laundry wasn't the one, then I will take back everything that I said. Mm-hmm. But. I truly believe, in my opinion, he was. And I think the rest of America and the world that I've heard this story believes that as well. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. So like we said, this I mean, this case was huge. It, it was a lot of information. I probably missed things because, like I had said earlier in the first episode, there is just so much information. There are so many videos. There are so many news reports. There's a lot. And... We weren't originally going to cover this case because of how big it is and how many podcasters and just everyone. There's a very good possibility I did miss some things. I tried getting the most important things, the time of the events that had happened. I don't know. It was honestly hard finding things, what was true and what was not, because there was so much. Normally, we have the complete opposite thing happen and we don't we can't find enough information because no one's talking about it but with this case that's not Not the the case case. (laughs) i cannot say that he is the killer but i mean it like we said it pretty much looks like it is and i also can't say that he was abusive prior to this trip but according to her friends he was manipulative and controlling and he was heading towards that way I really have a hard time also taking what these people are saying seriously because when I think of anytime something big happens in someone's life, everyone comes forward that they talked to one time and they claim they knew this person so well and they just want their five minutes of fame sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's also hard for me to take what they're saying as fact. Uh, I don't know if that's just me being suspicious to everyone, but... No, it's true. Everybody wants to have like their little say 
Every- just like his sister. Like, I don't, I don't know. If you watch, we will all. She went on the biggest talk shows to talk exactly. about it. And the way she talked in the first one, I don't know if you watched her interview. Mm-mm. She literally kept saying, you know, we just love her so much. Or she said, my kids love her so much. But she never said anything about her. Gabby, like herself. Like, she just kept saying, my kids love her. My kids really loved her. And I was like. Loved. Yeah. Like, she kept, she kept saying things like, like that. Past and I, it was weird. Like, she already knew. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. It was very weird. I didn't... I got weird vi- vibes from the... I don't like the word vibes, but I got weird vibes from her... His sister. A few things that I wanted to mention, and then we have a few theories as well. Few witnesses came forward to help the case. On August 26th, a woman came forward and told the San Francisco Chronicle that she saw Brian in the Spread Creek dispersed camping area near the park on August 26th. She said that she was driving behind him while he was in the couple's white van alone before he parked it on the side of the road. Now, I believe this is the place that they found Gabby dead. How she knew he was alone, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That is a little suspicious Maybe to me. Maybe she just didn't see someone else moving in the passenger seat or something. Possibly. But also, like, why did she go to the San Francisco Chronicle? Why didn't she go to the cops? Maybe it, she maybe she lives in San Francisco and she just gave them a tip or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me. But whatever. So then on August 29th, Brian was picked up by a couple around 5.30 p.m. while hiking alone near... Coulter Bay Village and he offered this couple $200 for a ride to Jackson, Wyoming and the lady, her name is Miranda Baker. She said when Brian found out that they were actually going to Jackson Hole instead of Jackson, Wyoming, he freaked out, asked the vehicle to stop and got out and that was around 6.09 p.m. and that was around the Jackson Lake Dam. She said that Brian had confessed camping at an unregulated site in the National Park in the middle of nowhere along Snake River. She said his behavior was very strange. She went on TikTok and told this whole story. She said it was just weird. Like, why would he offer us $200? That's ridiculous. It wasn't that far. You know, and honestly, in 2021, why the heck are you picking up a hitchhiker? I have no idea. But the theory is, is that is when he killed her. Mm. Um, He didn't want to go to Jackson because it was going away from the body or something along the lines of, or towards the body, or I don't know. And then another one is stated that she had picked up Brian, who was hitchhiking from the Jackson Dam area around 6.20 or 6.30 on August 29th, and dropped him off at the entrance to the Spread Creek dispersed camping area. He offered gas money for the 20-minute ride, but did not want to be taken further than the entrance of the campground, which was several miles from where he was supposedly camping. So maybe he was creating a witness like, alibi type thing. Yeah, where he was like, "No, I was I was hiking, and this was my it, because yeah. that puts him in a place that maybe is not near Gabby at those times." Well, my thought process was: is he maybe he like drug her body somewhere and then was getting hitchhiked back to the van, mm-hmm. but didn't want people to see the actual van because then they could like place him there or something. Yeah, you know, I'm not really sure, but. Those were two witnesses that came forward to, like, place Brian at specific spots and, you know, yada, yada. And I know they did talk to the FBI and the police and all that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you're, it's 2021. We do not need to be picking up hitchhikers. Like, well, maybe you are their crazy. car broke down. I don't think so. I'm sorry. I'll, <laughs> I'll call the cops for you, but I'm not picking you up. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. Um, okay. Some theories that we've been hearing and things that we've been questioning. So do we think the parents are involved? 
That is like the number one question everyone has. Yes. <laughs> I definitely think they are involved because it just is too suspicious like and how okay you have to recognize there's cues in your child that you raised if they're committing a murder and they one come home and there's all this evidence you have to know he did something and either you're the dumbest person in the world or you just you know and you're covering it up so yes 100 i do in my opinion believe his parents are involved no i totally agree i definitely think his parents are involved i think the situation is too suspicious you know like he comes home and you're just you're totally okay with brian coming home alone without gabby like i'm sorry she bought the damn van where did she go mm-hmm. you think she like come on in my head i would be like kid where did, did your fiance go yep and then you also have the whole situation with Gabby's mom texting Brian's mom. And she doesn't and reply. doesn't respond. So you're telling me you have nothing to do with it, but you're not responding to Gabby's mom. I call BS. Okay, so do we think, if the remains are Brian, do we think he killed himself? I am going to go out on a limb and say this narcissist did not kill himself. I, I think agree. he got hurt and something happened and animals... Oh hurt him or maybe his parents were just like we're just gonna take care of you brian just go to sleep just go to sleep brian you know people are saying that that they that he returned home because okay so something i had read multiple times which i'm not sure if this is true or not but i i mean it was on a few news articles but we've seen before news articles aren't the most reliable Mm -hmm. the cops never saw brian not once like when they went to the house from the time he returned home to the time he went missing they never once saw him well then maybe his dad was like uh you're a murderer and And killed him (laughs) i mean there has been crazier things yeah i was gonna actually mention that maybe you just see movement of the vehicle you don't know who's driving it even if you see the vehicle can you prove who's driving it yeah probably not unless you literally yeah well actually no i want to take that back because neighbors saw him (laughs) like mowing the lawn and mowing the lawn and riding bikes but that doesn't mean that like maybe his family killed him after that after he told them the truth yeah maybe he like maybe he did tell the truth and then maybe they were like okay nope we're gonna kill you i don't i don't know i mean i if my kid came home and said that he killed his fiance Mm -hmm. i that my first thought might be i might i'm gonna have to kill him (laughs) yeah might be my first thought because i'm so angry that you just ruined your life i I and and ruined ours in reality because yeah because everyone is is out to to get them everyone hates them right now you know another thing that could have happened is brian returned home he didn't say anything he said you know what she left me so i took the van and from the first to the 10th gabby's not considered missing right so you know i feel like what ended up happening was his parents like didn't think she was missing they thought you know like they, they got in up. a fight they broke up blah blah blah. but he took the van for whatever reason mm-hmm. and then on the 11th when she was reported missing they were like oh okay then- no this is not you guys broke up she's missing and and I want to know what happened. Yes. Um, I do know that nowhere, like, the uh, lawyer will not tell anyone when he was hired for the family. So he could have been hired on the 1st. He could have been hired on the 2nd, 10th, 11th. The day she was found. Yeah. They don't know when the laundry family hired that lawyer. I definitely don't think he killed himself. I think, if anything, he was... He put either in his a- parents killed him somehow or... The animals killed them. I think. The yeah, animals killed I feel them. like he put in a lot of effort to try to get out of trouble. He's mm-hmm. not just gonna go out and kill himself. Yes, do, you know. Do we think his parents knew where he was the whole time? If he was alive, 
hundred percent. I yes. think they were helping him either giving him food or because multiple times the police admitted not following the laundry family. So when they were leaving the house, the police weren't following. They should have been under surveillance the whole time. Exactly. And even when Brian was in the house, they weren't surveilling him, making sure he was actually home, making sure he wasn't leaving because that's how he got away in the first place. Okay, well, I have a million and one questions as to why that's a thing. Why were they not watching someone? Oh, that- the police department is getting dogged on. Good. They like, should. You have, this bad. case is nationwide, okay? Mm-hmm. And the main person that you think may have done it, you're not going to watch him? Are you nuts? Yeah, well, actually, a chief of police that's like a county or two over or something in Florida as well, I believe it was in Florida, calls out the chief of police in Northport, or yeah, Northport, yeah, Northport Florida, Florida. Yeah. and pretty much was like, you know, if it were my my jurisdiction jurisdiction no one would have left that house period i would have arrested him the second like he was like going off and was pretty much saying the other chief of police was incompetent which i I guarantee you every cop or any police of chief anybody in that like field of work they're probably like thinking are you guys stupid like yeah what the hell were you doing yeah Yeah, exactly you, you clearly were doing absolutely nothing they just didn't treat him as like a true person of interest or took it seriously no okay also we didn't mention a pretty weird twist to this story this is actually my most interesting (laughs) to me portion of all of this that we're about to discuss is dog the bounty hunter he graciously entered i I love dog (laughs) the search for brian laundry uh he was going around searching for him looking for him and you know i mean yeah it was a cool idea because people will more likely talk to dog bounty hunter compared to the cops mm-hmm. but yeah he was searching for brian he was bringing you know he brought in some really good information like oh, when everyone sure. thought he had fled to mexico dog was like uh if this white man is in mexico and he has a like bounty above his head there is no way people in a very poor area is not gonna turn his him in like that's not a thing and so everyone kept thinking oh he fled to mexico he did this this and this and then me and you talked about it and you were like you told me the whole dog the bounty hunter Mm -hmm. situation i was like yeah and he doesn't know how to speak spanish either so no no one is going to help this man yeah and i never even thought of that in my life until he said dog i I hate calling him dog i feel stupid but until dog said that because he practically said like anytime there is someone wanted who does flee to mexico the cartel has so many people in their hands Mm -hmm. and they will catch them because it is free money it is free money from the government like from the u.s who just all they have to do is catch the person missing who are not missing who is fleeing to mexico they catch them and then boom there's 30 grand there's 15 grand free money yeah and so he's like there's absolutely no way people just flee to mexico yeah and brian had like not a lot of money he can't speak the language and that we also, know of yeah for, that yeah. we know of and also he he's gonna stick out like a sore thumb like his mm-hmm. face is everywhere yeah that was an interesting take i never even knew that was a thing um but dog i mean he's in the industry i feel like he would actually know what he's talking about you know, he, he's his reputation is even though he is catching these people for their crimes or whatever yeah, he's like to a- get tried, but he is not doing it in a malicious way. He's not gonna come and kill you or no, he's beat abrasive, you up or- but he I I used to watch Dog the Bounty Hunter mm-hmm. and Beth and shout out Leland. Like I watched <laughs> this this was like my show and he was 
yes, they they would get you by any means, but they would never harm you or mm-hmm. kill you or do anything. They just did what they had to do to get you to yeah. where you needed to go. Exactly. And they're like, you know, we don't want you to die. We just want you to turn yourself in, get right and do better yeah and that was like his whole that's his whole motto pretty much and so he tried going to the laundry family and saying you know i'm here for you i'm here to help your son turn himself in safely so he lives yeah because anyone else would have been like "Mm, dead or alive Mm -hmm. that's 30 grand like 30 grand's quite a bit of money to a lot of people oh for sure but the laundry family wanted nothing to do with him. So he said, well, I'm still going to search for him. So he started searching for him. And then I'm not exactly sure when he started. I, it was shortly after he went missing. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much like a week or two before he was found, his remains were found. He had to step out because he like broke his ankle or something. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, so his team had to retract, I guess. But yeah, that's pretty interesting. Dog Bounty Hunter. He doesn't have a show anymore, but they're trying to like reboot a show or something. They should uh, shout out to anyone that wants to cover dog i'll watch and i know i'm not the only one that yeah will, i feel like a I, lot of people like I that show i freaking love that show mm-hmm. another big elephant in the room is during the time gabby went missing to the time brian was found five bodies were found during the nationwide manhunt for brian laundry so the five were there was one the body of an identified homeless man was found in a dumpster behind a grocery store in mobile alabama on september 18th after the police were tipped off that brian had been seen in the area police later ruled out any link to brian but he was you know the homeless guy was found why would they think he was in alabama like that's i don't know well i mean everyone thought he was on the run like going all over so okay so yeah there was another body who was robert lowry and he was a 46 year old father from texas who was found at the base of the teton pass in wyoming's bridger teton national forest on september 28th it was about 40 miles from where gabby's body was found Unfortunately, they did find out his cause of death. He committed suicide. Okay. Um, which is really sad, but he had been missing for quite some time. His family, he was with his family and then he just like went missing. Wait, they went on vacation. He just, I don't know if he went on vacation or maybe he was out by himself. Yeah. Like he just kind of like, I knew he had been missing for a little bit. Well, I'm glad that that family got closure, closure from that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another body who ended up being Josue Cauldron, who was 33 was found in Wadaaga County. I probably just butchered that. I really don't know how to say that. I'm sorry. And that is in North Carolina. They were found on October 9th. Laundry was the subject of dozens of unconfirmed sightings in the area, but wasn't connected to the discovery. The FBI said in a statement to the discovery. The fifth body was of Sarah Bayard, who was 55, and she was found off of a highway in Douglas County, Colorado, on October 14th. Petito and Laundry had shared Instagram pictures from the area during their travels, and so that's like why they were looking there. So that's five people that were found during the, what, two-month manhunt? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And I know there were even more, like, people, there's about nine, actually, that people are trying to connect to the case. But some of them were just people in general that were found. And then there was another person that um, we were actually going to cover her case. Um, her name's Lauren Cho, and she went missing and was missing June 28th and they hadn't found anything about her and then due to Gabby's case everyone was like you know 
there's this beautiful young woman that's getting, you know, national attention. What about Lauren Cho? Lauren Cho disappeared, you know, a few weeks before Gabby did. And nobody's talking about this. Mm -hmm. And so during this case, I had read articles that Lauren Cho was, they haven't confirmed it's her body, but they found a body that is in resemblance to Lauren Cho. They think it's her, yeah. They think it's her. So that is, you know, awaiting more details to be presented. But I just thought we would list that as well with the other people found because... You know, one person went missing and there is so much more closure potentially for, you know, possibly six people, six people. And those people were not like I had never heard about Robert Lowry, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's crazy that one person can make a ton of people kick into high gear and start looking for her. But they found all these other people that had families that were awaiting closure as well. So I'm sure we'll hear more about Lauren Cho, but we just wanted to include her as well. Yes. People, it is truly crazy how many people go missing a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you barely hear anything about it. No. And I mean, I think it's because there's so many. And so it's like hard to cover nationwide. Because alone in California, it said 2,100 people alone. And California is huge. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, Texas has 1,200 which Texas is obviously ginormous. But yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because there are just so many people that go missing. And that's the thing too. It's like, you don't know if they're going missing because they are making themselves go missing Mm -hmm. where they just want to step back from their lives. You know, there's tons of mental illnesses that go along with people making themselves disappear. That's very true. And then you also have the other aspect of it. Okay. Maybe they didn't make themselves disappear. Did someone take them? Did they get angry, walk away, and then someone took advantage of a situation and, you know, went to rob them, kill them, whatever, Mm -hmm. and no one knows what happened. You know, if people are not actively looking for you because they don't know you're missing, then guess what? No one's going to look for you. So that and all that evidence is lost. It's lost. Time is so sensitive. Like, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, you have significant others that get in fights and one storms off and you think, oh, they're just cooling off or whatever. And then they just never come back home. So it's just, I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into it, but I'm just, I'm happy that there's going to be potentially six people that get closure from you know, Gabby's case alone. And that's one thing that I'm not hearing a lot of people talking about. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad that we could give someone of a most up-to-date episode because a lot of people covered it right in the beginning and now they have like five or six episodes as follow-up and yeah, yeah, these are long winded and they were long explanations of everything, but we try to cover everything. And so I'm, I'm kind of happy that we waited towards the end because, you know, a lot of people are going to listen to Gabby Petito's case and no one knows at that point in time what happened to Brian Laundrie unless they're up to date with the news. Exactly. I, yeah, I don't know. This case was crazy. I mean, it was a what lot. Of everyone was talking about, everyone was thinking of, and, and now it's over. I mean, somewhat. I don't think it's fully over. I don't I think, think it's fully over, but it's like, it's on the getting end. there. It's yeah, it's on the latter end of it. Yeah. That's about all we have for you guys today. With everything that has happened and all the information we gave you, like we said, we could be missing things we don't even know about because there was just so much. But I hope that you came to us and you heard a general coverage coverage of what happened and it's always nice to have one place instead of six episodes to listen to it, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you guys for listening and joining us with the Gabby Petito's case. Thank you, guys. 
Also, I wanted to uh, give you guys an update. So we are going to be taking a few weeks off. Uh, we'll be coming back in January. We have a lot going on with the holidays and everything, and also life and career changes are happening. I was say, um, Sarah might be getting a cooler, better job, which then will cause a little delay in our production, production which is fine. But, um, yeah, so get excited for her because that's amazing and hopefully everything works out. But we will be coming back in January sometime. We're not exactly sure when. But we will keep you guys up to date. And who knows? Maybe there will be some little uh, sneak episodes and you just never know. So yeah, so keep an eye out. Follow us on Instagram. Go like us on Facebook because that's where you'll hear from us if we don't need to take a longer break or if we need to take a longer break than expected or, you know, any uh, any life updates, any podcast updates will be on there. So please go follow us there. And also, I mean, I know that you guys are primarily coming for like uh, crime stuff, but if there's other things you want us to talk about as well, you know, send us a direct message or comment on one of our photos and we can always try to cover little things that you guys think would be interesting of us to, to hear cover. About. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll miss you guys. And (laughs) happy holidays if you don't hear from us before then. But you should, because, I mean, we we actually kind of are friends outside of the podcast. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.